Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. such a shit service i can't it's just so bad what's wrong with it everything it's demolishing my is it killing the vibe no my bandwidth i'm trying to download something you it shouldn't take me it shouldn't take me 40 minutes to download a gig and a half and I wish Mason would... Is this a bad time to tell you guys that I'm now the CEO of Skype? I'm sorry you uh, jumped onto a sinking ship, dude. Speaking of sinking ships, guys, am I recording? Movie that been funny. Pass. Yes, I'm recording! Woo! It's All good. right. That's good. <laughs> so, I guess this is the start of the episode. Best part about it is now we'll never get a... We'll never get sponsored by Skype, that's for sure. That's okay. We got a, we got plenty more sponsorship lined up. Um, like the Cinemapolis? Like guys? none. Uh, ooh, yikes. Uh, so, I guess let's start on MoviePass, fellas. New episode of the Reflex Podcast. Hello, Mason here. Josh is here as well. Am I here? Yep, yep Cody's here as well. Cool. And we've got a fun show today. We've got a, covering a lot of topics, both in the business and kind of periphery to the business that's causing quite a stir, quite a controversy. Um, so, MoviePass, fellas. <laughs> They had a good week? <laughs> Pretty much the best week. I mean, just good, as good of a week as you could possibly have, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, do you want to tell the people what's going on, or should, would you like me to? Uh, way down we go. Uh, it's over. They're done. It's over. You're calling it. Yeah, I give it a month before they officially announce they're done. Interesting. Yep. So what this all started on Thursday night in which MoviePass basically ran out of money and they could not pay for any movie tickets, which is in character, I guess. Um, <laughs> I, in fact, I went to go see Mamma Mia 2 with a friend and I was planning on using my MoviePass for one ticket and then I had a um, uh, enough regal points for a free TD mo- uh, 2D movie ticket uh, on my card or on my account or whatever, so... Planning on that, and then I get to the kiosks, and there's three kiosks, and none of them are my movie pass is working. So I go to the thing, and I try to use it again, and the guy's like, "Yeah, these haven't been working all day." Rumor is that they're they like bankrupt. I was like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> Turns out there was some smoke there, or I guess there was some fire there when there was plenty of smoke. And the very next day, I don't know if it was reported or confirmed or whatever that movie pass had tried. They, they but, borrowed six million dollars. Yep. Jesus. Um, and then in just the past few days, we've seen them kind of sort of come back online a couple times, but Mission Impossible, Fallout's been blocked out. Um, the, there's, I think there's still surge pricing, I'm pretty sure, but, and then we just found out today, uh, some pretty damning news and which Josh, you think is the end, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So basically what they're doing is they're going to be upping the plan the monthly plan from nine ninety nine a month to fourteen ninety nine a month, which I'm fine with. Wait, yeah, personally. that's fine. That's I'd even pay twenty, even maybe twenty five, but that's just me. I'm sure a lot of people would probably would too. I'd pay twenty. Yeah. yeah. Um. So let's see. 
So according to MoviePass, actions that have been implemented are currently going to be cutting their monthly burn by 60%, which I'm sure actions probably translates to people leaving, maybe? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Like we said, a future increase at the standard pricing plan to fourteen ninety five per month within the next 30 days. Again, we both think that they could probably go up from there, but whatever. Uh, most damning, however, is that first-run movies opening on 1,000 screens to be, will be limited in their availability during the first Oof. two weeks, unless made available on a promotional basis. Don't know what that means. It and means then, very few movies are going to be available first run. Yeah. But then are you just going to be, it's just going to be second runs for the entire time? Or like like with this past weekend, are they going to limit Mission Impossible while keeping Teen Titans Go to the movies? Yeah, uh, we're not going to, I don't think movie pa- or uh, Mission Impossible is going to be available until probably next weekend. Okay. Um, or Surge, two weekends from now. Isn't, surge pricing the whole reason why they're trying to like isn't that the whole that idea is to combat exactly this of yeah we know these are the big movies that people want to see and there's going to be a lot of traffic so we have surge pricing yeah to counteract yeah that it is but the thing is they're so in depth that they're doing both yikes so So wait wait, so do they even need surge pricing then because nothing's going to be available they need both yeah, that's, but where does that's, surge pricing? That's does, their problem. Where does surge pricing they come want into the surge fold? pricing comes in for all the other movies. Okay, so Teen Titans mm. Go would hypothetically be surge pricing. Yes. Interesting. If, I mean, because I'm I've seen people saying it was surge priced, and then they go into the theater, and there's like four people in there. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen pictures too. So yeah. I have not been hit with surge pricing yet. I've just been lucky. Yeah. Um But and I got the year, so it wasn't going to count for yeah. people who've gotten the year. Yeah, my movie pass hasn't been working. Mm. So I'm going to – let me open up my phone right now. And so if I wanted to a, go to the Regal Ithaca Mall shout-out. And so right now I can see Hotel Transylvania. I can see Mamma Mia. I can see Teen Titans Go, Equalizer, Unfriended. Uh, but Mission Impossible is blocked out on all of them. Yeah. So not great, but yeah. – the fact that Mamma Mia hasn't been pushed out or Teen Titans Go has been. because well, both of those came out, like, what, a week or two ago? Yeah. And I, th- I think it's this starting No, Teen Titans Go forward. was just this last week. That was a long fallout. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. is, it a, is, it a, is it, like, that big of a movie? That's I mean, huge, dude. I mean, it's going to make it probably the it, same amount as The Meg, which I may be one of those movies that they're not going to let people have. I don't know. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Um, I'm almost positive because – little inside baseball i'm moving to new york and sometime in the next couple of weeks maybe even a little longer depending on how life works out um in new york amc is like the they own new york basically there's a couple of regals here and there there's one kind of near Times square and there's one in union square and then there's one in battery park that nobody goes to but it's mostly that could be your movie theater dude easy yeah but amc there's locations all over the place i like i lived next to an amc at one point so yeah since they're the prevailing thing, that's probably what I'm going to do. But I've got I've paid for MoviePass through November. I'm good through the end of November, so I might just keep it and use it for even after that, and use it for like indie movies and stuff that won't be used like that. So I can go see Aquaman or whatever in at using my AMC A list, and then I can go to some smaller independent movie with my MoviePass. Kinda, maybe. <laughs> Like, does that make sense? This is, this is assuming they're in business in November. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think I the way I see I, it is if they're not I've dead, seeing people right, but if like the not, last three last few, no, go ahead. Like I've just been seeing the last few days, like more and more people just saying I'm canceling, I'm switching over to AMC, I'm switching over to Cinema, I'm just done. Like there, yeah. More and more people canceling, which but, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for them. Because but my Alex Jones conspiracy theory, Josh, is that <laughs> they kind of want this to happen. They're like oh, kind of okay with that happening because, like we said, or like we talked about in our Hang On episode, like they they'd even talked about in the early days, they did not anticipate this much demand. They never had it. They thought they were going to get to a million by like this time this year or something like that. Like a year in, they would grow to a million, and they got to a million in a few months. And they're I don't, three, they were at three million last count. So maybe shedding people and kind of uh, tightening up Movie Pass is that could save them. Possibly, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think. It, I mean, I I have no insider knowledge, obviously, but like, I don't think it's the, um, like the amount of users that they didn't anticipate. I think it's the amount of people, amount of users that are using it as much as they are. Yeah. Because, you know, when you get, you know, you're counting on a lot of people to go out your service, but then maybe a, a lot, like a fourth of them actually use it multiple times a month. The majority use it once, maybe twice. Some people barely use it at all some months. That's not obviously not happening because they're hemorrhaging money. Um, but, you know, I think that's a major part of it, which is why I think – they, I don't understand why they don't just offer different plans. Like the original plan years ago was $50 a month or $40 a month. I don't remember. And just as um, an example, I've used my movie pass 59 times since October, 2017. Christ. Yeah. Like that, my high is nine movies in June this past June. And then my low is three in February. So, and I've, but I've seen people who've used it 172 times since like, yeah, like late last like, year. There are people that literally see every single movie that comes out just because they can. Yeah. Could you imagine having that much time? No. <laughs> it must be nice. I you see maybe that. three or four a month. Like yeah, at, at most. I see. So nine sometimes. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a lunatic. So but I, I just don't understand why they didn't just change the plan, like their structure. It's like they kept doing this thing where they would change the plan to this and then change it back to this and then change it to that. Just offer multiple at a time. Like give me the option yeah. to pay 20 bucks a month for five movies a month or something like that. Yeah. Or $50 a month for unlimited movies. Like I'm sure – like I don't know what you would pay for unlimited movies, but I'm not going to pay that much. But I would absolutely yeah. pay uh, like a decent fee for a limited amount of movies. Or something like that. I don't understand why they're going to change their structure. Or if they're going to do unlimited movies at all, just raise the price. And yeah. only have a certain amount of people using it that you can actually afford. Like, it's just it's just stupid business decisions. I don't know. Just It, it just blows my mind. Yeah, well, I mean, every everything that's radical and revolutionary, kind of, which movie pass is, you know, as, as dumb oh, as yeah. they may be, they, it is a radical and pretty no, revolutionary... I mean, way to to approach an entrenched uh cinema movie system i guess yeah. um i've shit i've shit talked to them yeah. m- multiple times but i will give credit where it's due they have started something that's going to become the new norm as time goes on which is awesome so um, yeah that's it's great I'm glad like i I, I, t- I tweeted out that you ribbed me on for a response but mitch Lowe isn't the hero movie fans des- or is the hero that movie fans deserve but not the one it needs right now just like Batman from the Dark Knight TM. And I firmly believe that. I think he's got a great idea. It's just, I mean, 
And also, we have to point out that <laughs> not only did this is this an experiment, but this is an experiment that has lost uh, a bunch of rich dudes a lot of money. So that feels kind of good. Like there are some Donald Trump type guys out there who are just like pissed off because they just they've been burning through cash for Movie Pass, so we can go see movies on their dime. I kind of like that. I'm not. I can sleep okay knowing that that's the case. But um, yeah, let's let's kind of go around and say and what. What kind of plan would it take for you? And I'll be sure to tag MoviePass so they can listen in. What kind of plan would it take for you, assuming that they don't have blackouts and or whatever, would it take for you guys to get on board for the long haul? I'll start with saying I'd be okay with $35 a month. Maybe even, I would say I'd be okay with 50 a month for unlimited movies in whatever format. Yeah, I think. Okay. Um, what about you, Cody? It would take a service that lets me log in, which it's not letting me do now. So <laughs> fix that movie pass, and we're Just, good. Did, did you try reinstalling it? I've tried it like 20 times. Oh, well. They're no help. They have a shit yeah, their customer, customer service. That's another thing. Get better customer service. Well, back in the day, when it was fifty bucks a month, people would call them up and they would like talk to because there were so few people. They would just talk to a yeah. person, they'd figure it out. But now it's yeah, sure. But now millions. they do it through email, like it's the stone well, age. The you can't you can't just change your business like strategy so drastically in one day and expect it to just go smoothly. I don't think they're expecting like, it to go smoothly. That's the they last thing. It seems like they did. No, I mean fr- on the face, sure they have to put up a good face to the to everybody, but. Behind the scenes, they're tri- tripping over themselves, most likely. Oh yeah, they're they're the inside of SpongeBob's head right now. It's a yeah. disaster. But yeah. I like to think um, Michael Scott Paper Company, but that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. I mean, the memes, um, the movie past memes are might, might be oh, the best part great. of the downfall. I, I've been loving them. Um, yeah. For me, um, I mean, like I said, I want multiple options, like for uh, plans, but. Like my ideal plan would be because I only see maybe four movies a month, maybe five. So I'd say five movies a month, 20, 20 bucks a month. Um, and I'm allowed to see and I'm allowed to rewatch things. And I don't really care about 3D or IMAX. So that's hmm. give or take. Rewatch. Interesting. Um, mm. I, I heard a proposal on it um, that somebody had an idea for how to use movie pass is that instead of six movies a month or at $20 or unlimited at 60 or whatever, they just do a point system. So you get 30 points for the month. And let's looking at, um, uh, just this last month, like start to bother you is three points. Am and the wasp is 12 points. Hearts beat loud is three points. Skyscrapers, eight points or something like that. And kind of force what people is, to what, be, what would that be based on? Like, Box office tracking, popularity, popularity. Uh, but like, how do you? I mean, how do you? I mean, you just kind of you scale it out. Like, if Avengers is is fifteen points or something like that, then something like Sorry to Bother You or Eighth Grade is you know two points. It's just like the more the more in demand movies and the ones I guess you go off box office tracking, but the movies that you know are going to be successes are more points, and the littler stuff and even you know if you want to do you can see. Gotti for no points because it's a movie pass venture. They just want to put butts in seats with that one. Um, just people seeing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you really need to have an algorithm to figure out what movies should be more points and what should be less points. Like Avengers is the biggest, the most points you can spend on something, but Ocean's 8 is kind of in the middle and 
sorry to bother you is at the bottom, you know, just if you look at that kind of a scale. Um, well, another well, another factor that I'm not many people are even talking about is like, what is the deal? What's the relationship between these um, theater chains and MoviePass? Because AMC what, hates them. Yeah, I know that, which is why they started their own thing. Exactly. Um, Shout out which, to um, Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, what like, I don't know if they're getting they have to be getting some kind of cut. Because otherwise, I don't know how the hell they're making any kind of money. So I'm wondering, like, why don't... I think MoviePass is still trying to use their audience to kind of strong-arm them into a cut. I mean, that's what, it, that's what I've been feeling. It's not going to work so well anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm just... I mean, because if the... Maybe, the, if like, Regal or AMC or Cinemark or whoever was more um, um, cooperative with them, I don't know, maybe that would solve the issue. Because... I mean, obviously, theaters, they're not, like, the most... They're not, like, desperate or anything, but, like, they're they are also in a position where they could use some help. So, like, I, I don't know. I just... That's just one part of it. I mean, there's a million ways to look at it, but, yeah. It'll be an interesting couple weeks, I think, or maybe a couple days at this rate. Who knows? <laughs> um, but... Um. There was, I did, there was, thing, I, I think Regal is going to announce something possibly by the end of August. Oh, um, really? Why do you say that? I, well, because I was, I was looking just through looking responses of people. Somebody said that they DM'd a Regal, I want to say, I, I want to say, I don't know who it was at Regal, but somebody who worked at Regal, and they did mention that they're not able to discuss their upcoming service at this time. Hmm. So it's, a, there's, I mean, we it's kind of obvious that there is a service, but I think I kind of, um, that's a little look that there is a service officially. It's just a matter of when and what it is specifically. Um, and whenever that happens, I'm jumping on because Regal is the only thing I have within, uh, 15 miles. So, Hmm. well, it's definitely been a wild week. I'm interested to see how everything goes from here, but in all likelihood, I'll probably go the, um, AMC is my primary thing, and then if MoviePass is still around, use that for indie small movies or whatever, or maybe even Cinemia, whatever the hell that yeah. is. Cinemia is what I'm jumping to. It's not it's called Cinema, guys. No, it's Cinemia. <laughs> now let's get into some... Uh, do you have any final thoughts on MoviePass? No, just that yeah. it was fun while it lasted, and I saved yeah. about maybe a hundred something dollars i so. saved i don't even want to th- I, I must have saved somewhere in the four to five hundred range to be how many movies these. did you say you've seen so i i paid for i paid 80 i think it was closer to 90 after like processing fees uh yeah. for the year in november and since then i'm pretty sure i've i had to have, i had to have seen like 45 to 50 movies since then so 50 that's a lot. Uh, let's this see, 45 times. Sounds like a good 12. idea, actually. Yeah, 540 is, I'm probably saved somewhere in the 500 range overall, which is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm glad I did the year, because that's, that was a good call by past me. So, all right, uh, let's move on to something yeah, else. Yeah. Uh, some more movie-related. Okay. Something just as fun. Just as fun. Uh, James Gunn has also had an interesting week. Got dicked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on the 
the how and why and, you know, all that stuff of what exactly happened. Basically, the skinny of it is Michael Cernovich, who is a known uh, fake news proprietor, who known for such hits as Pizzagate when he said that Democrats were running a child prostitution ring out of a, uh, out of a pizza place in Washington, D.C., He's that guy. He made up that Hillary was going to have had like an aneurysm or something like that. And he just the guy's full of shit. Basically, he's he is just a provocateur. He doesn't have he's not an actual journalist, but he dug up a bunch of old creepy tweets by James Gunn of quote unquote jokes that he made that had a pedophilic kind of lean to him. Disney kind of kicked him to the curb, uh, not wanting to face the PR disaster. And over the course of whenever that that could have happened six weeks ago or two days ago for how crazy the world is right now. So I don't know. But ever since then, there's kind of been a growing movement of people, prominent people, not not just addressing it, but coming out in Gunn's defense. And then just today, I believe, we got a signed letter from the entire cast, or the principal cast, I guess, of Guardians of the Galaxy, asking to have him back. So, Cody, should James Gunn come back, and will he come back? Yes or no? He absolutely should. I think Disney's being a bunch of little babies about this, especially since they employ people like Johnny Depp, who are accused of something much worse than telling a bad joke. Um, I don't know if he will come back or not. I don't know how these people think, but I just I think he's been done real dirty, and it's just it's not fair. Okay, Josh. Yeah. Um... Should I mean, will I are the question. should uh, personally, I think yes. Will he know? Um, yeah. Why? I mean, it's just, I just. I mean, I see both sides of it. I understand why Disney made the decision. I probably would have made the same call if I was a multi-billion-dollar businessman in charge of one of the biggest media companies in the world. The biggest. That is like that is, you know, primarily you know, kids, family entertainment. Like he, I mean, the, it's not that he made gross jokes, which I think they are gross. I didn't think they were funny. I didn't think I, like, I know the whole, they're, you know, pushing people, get a rise out of people, whatever. I didn't think they were funny. I thought they were gross. Um, but that's beside the point. You can make whatever joke you want. Um, but if like, that's just, that is the fact that they were brought up immediately, just, it created a controversy, whether, you know, that's fair or not. That's a whole other thing. But um, it created a controversy involving him, tying him to pedophilia and rape jokes and, you know, a bunch of really not good stuff. And it was either, you know, tr- hope that it would pass and, you know, you know, maybe have a few people or a handful of people think that Disney is OK with hiring people that are pedophiles or rapists or uh, whatever else people are making him out to be, which he isn't um, or just you know, cut it entirely and have a whole bunch of other people be mad that they cut him, even though he didn't really do anything wrong. And it's not really a situation they can win either way. It's pretty much which battle did they want to fight and lose? And they picked one of them. So I get where they're coming from. Um, but personally, like, again, I don't think he did anything wrong. Um, thought the jokes were gross, that they were in bad taste, but it was 10 years ago. And we've all said stuff that we probably regret and is gross and is inappropriate. So I think it's a big deal. Um, I think people calling him a pedophile really need to take a look at themselves. And 
yeah, I just I would bring him back. The thing is, I don't know if he'd want to come back at this point. So I, would. I bet he likes money. Yeah. Would he like to continue working for the company that on a you no know, drop of a dime just yeah did I that? Was <laughs> He's already made two month movies. What about you, Mason? What do you think about? Well, I, there's just another underpinning that uh, that is a deep kind of social media thing that I hate that I'm aware of, but I am um, that to this whole story, and that is, I would I was going to say without getting too political, but I really don't give a shit. I find certain people detestable, and I make no bones about that. I wonder who you're talking about. There is a growing, it's most, it's people like Cernovich, but it's just, it's MAGA Twitter, basically. There is a growing, not even growing, it's just been around for a while, this conspiracy theory that everybody in Hollywood is a pedophile and is, has done oh yeah whatever awful things to kids. And I don't know how mainstream it is at this point, but whenever I see it, I see pedophilic Hollywood or, you know, idiots talking about that on Twitter. So that kind of feeds, even despite the fact that the, Republican statement, you know, not back to pedophile for Senate, but whatever. Um, that is another underpinning of maybe Dis- Disney is maybe tr- at a, some point trying to distance themselves from that. And like I told you guys, they will do whatever they can to stop the words Disney and pedophile or any variation of that from ever yeah. hearing in a headline. And I don't think there's much that they wouldn't do to prevent that. If if Robert Downey Jr. tomorrow we found a tweet or some whatever with him mentioning pedophilia they i think they would cut ties with he'd him be gone yeah as well it's just, it's, it's kryptonite you know for, for them and so yeah that little that gross and unfounded and ridiculous conspiracy theory is, is kind of just floating out there which is unfortunate but it's just kind of how it is uh, at this point and i mean it's 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 character assassination i mean it's it's you know mob mentality it's and I'm not going to try to get political too. It's on the opposite, of, but on the opposite side of the spectrum, people have done it on the uh, yep. Democrat side too. And it's like it's just not fair. You can't just you you you're it's using bullshit to spread lies about people and making them out to be something they're not, and yeah. ruining lives because of it. And the, it's the tweets. Not fair. The, the tweets themselves are I get I like, think we all agree are somewhat the basis for. Maybe not Sony firing James Gunn, but certainly Disney firing James Gunn. But trying yeah. to, there are certain people out there who are trying to attach jokes to actual action, and, yeah. and which is just absurd. And I, and I, I think Disney, if they wanted to bring him back and find an out, that is how they would do it. But like we've said, I doubt. I, I don't think that's going to happen again. If you see Disney and pedophile in a web in a internet story headline, yeah. that is just the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. I think the the only way um, two things. First, the only way uh, they bring him back is if you know they wait a little while. They wait for this whole thing to settle down. They come out with some story that says they did some kind of investigation and they talked with him. Um, they met with him multiple times and all this stuff. You know, to just check him out, make sure everything's good, and then they reinstate him after you know um, being sure that he's you know okay. Um, and that's even that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're just going to get another, either either they're going to get another director or they're going to cancel the movie. Um, and I'm starting to lean towards cancel the movie because I the, the uh, open letter that the cast put out makes it very clear that they are not happy and they want him back. 
Um, they didn't say outright that they're not going to do it, but Dave Batista in particular is very unhappy. Um, and I think the rest of them in a little more quiet of a way, feel the same way. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of put their foot down and said, no, we're not going to do this, but who knows what's going to happen. Uh, the other thing is I've been seeing people compare this to the Roseanne thing, which is just like, I, I understand on, on a very uh, broad way to look at it. I get it. They're similar, but they're completely fundamentally different situations. Um, and I just, it's, it's, it's yeah, because Roseanne is a real American it, hero, right? Is, mm-hmm. Okay, so we're clear on that one. <laughs> um, no, it, it is similar to, Rose, to um, Roseanne, and I. But it's similar, but it's there's a clear difference. Is it that Maybe clear? The fact that I'm trying to Roseanne think of how it's different. It, it's different because of the length of time. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. There's okay. two, two huge differences. One, Roseanne's okay. comment was about yeah. a very was specifically about a person calling them a racial slur. The other, and then the other thing is obviously time. One was 10 years ago with apologies made six years ago and then apologies made again now and then again after the firing. Whereas Roseanne was made her comments and then was fired that day. Hmm. And that was it. So, Right. right. Now I remember. Mine drew a blank there. But, oh, I don't know. It's just a messy situation. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of moment, and those are just yeah. never situations you really want to be in as a person, just in general or as a company. But I just don't see James Gunn escaping from underneath this cloud, no matter what. Really, um, to to people who care, who like movies, and are and are of a certain state of mind, they're going to say, "Okay, well, he, you know, he they they were just jokes." They were a long time ago. There was no indication that he's ever acted any way like that, which I can't even believe we're having the con- this kind of conversation, that just because you joke about something means that you've actually actively yeah. done it. Because if so, I should be investigated for murder like 20 times just for this <laughs> podcast, but whatever. Because um, it's like, ugh, so stupid. You might you might also want to have the suicide hotline be uh, sent That's to true. your door. That's true. I've Well, Justice League, I think, was justifiable <laughs> if they investigated every suicide threat after justice league they would be drowning They'd still be investigating exactly this is too many um <laughs> um but yeah I, I don't think he's ever going to escape this even if he doesn't do this movie again and but does get work it's still going to be dad pedophiles in hollywood blah, blah, blah. and everybody else is like okay so what but the pedophiles in hollywood people are growing exponentially louder and you know who knows if they'll ever shut up or you know i think this is just a problem that uh, this is this whole i mean this is not even a movie discussion that's a political discussion but like i think that whole kind of um society is kind of like it'll phase out as years go like decades go on just because certain generations will pass on others will grow bigger Others will be smaller. I just don't understand why, and this goes for him, and this goes for, there's a couple of baseball pitchers in the last few weeks. There's three of them, actually. Uh, uh, Two pitchers and a shortstop in the past couple weeks. But, like, I don't know. Why would you even tweet something like that? I I mean, it was in his early days of his career. 
So what? Before he even was in the I, garden. I know, but I believe I believe anything should be, uh, um, everything and anything should can and should be joked about. I don't think there should be any bounds in, in comedy that if you joke about this, then you're just like blacklist or whatever. But when it comes to that section, it's like nobody's. I don't know who finds that. I can laugh at just about anything, it's but that's just a, like that's a, weird. Why would you even? It's a niche area of comedy. Why would I don't you even? Think it's funny. I know, Most but people like, don't. Why would you? Apparently, even... he, he and some other people do. Okay. Like, I don't know. I'm not gonna condemn him for it. Like, like to to make a joke to make certain certain jokes that he made, you would have to procure some mental image to describe it. And it's just like it's a weird place to send your head to, and I don't know. It's like I said, it's happened in sports too. But oddly enough, the only place where we're not allowed to hold people to the things they say is politics. <laughs> what a strange coincidence. Because uh, they're expected to just sound like jackasses almost all the time. But uh, it, it, it is... I do think Disney might have to take into account the kind of people that are getting all upset about James Gunn are in yeah. probably 99% the same people who wore, you know, Trump can grab my whatever t-shirts after the access hollywood tape came out so i i have a difficult time reconciling in my own head of yes this is horrible but this is also a key issue of people who i just think are numbskulls and have no moral tether whatsoever but whatever any final thoughts on james gunn and and co grow up disney one part of a much bigger issue. So. Yeah. Um, Avengers 4 is going to be interesting, I guess. What but, if they just don't bring them back? They just they just stay dead. Spoilers. But, <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine with that. Now for four months. They just, they just change it, they don't bring them back, and then they don't make Guardians 3. Yeah. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Honestly, it's an easy solution. <laughs> they still have rights to his script, don't they? I don't know. I don't even know if would they want to use it because would they want to even give him credit? Uh, dude, the beat pedophile in there. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if they're not, if they don't have a script, yeah. if they're not going to use it, then they're going to have to I really, the movie back I hope they use his script at the very least. So. Yeah. Or at least give it to somebody else to like do a polish of it and just kind of rearrange things, but keep the sentiment there. Or like, yeah, or you could like, yeah, we're completely tossing the Guardians 3 script, and then but you give it to like another screenwriter and say, oh, yeah, I changed so much. It's not even the same script, but then you just basically just rewrite the same script with a different yeah, name. Just cut yeah. him some cash or whatever, just so we can yeah. have the benefit. I don't know. But, but I'm interested to see that what sounds next steps morally take. gray. So, sounds semi illegal. Well, uh, with the way that screenwriters are kind of treated in Hollywood, that probably isn't too far out of the out of believability. Stuff like that happens all the time with smaller people. But all right, let's move on to actually talking about a movie, guys. All right, is this a movie podcast? Yeah, Mission Impossible Fallout coming at you. Some positive talk, yay! You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. This team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. You do 
don't understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? So, uh, who would like to start? I'm feeling Josh on this one. All right. Okay. Um, I love this movie. I thought it was fantastic. Um, this is my probably my yeah. This is my favorite of the franchise. Um, Mason, you had a good comparison on your letterbox. You said it was the Dark Knight of the Mission Impossible movies, and I <laughs> semi agree. Not uh, it's not you, quite the Logan of the series. Maybe that'll come <laughs> part seven. <laughs> but what if in Mission Impossible Impossible Seven, Ethan finally is worn out when they finally kill off Ethan, it'll be the Logan. Logan. Um, when he's old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is insane. The stunts are just, I mean, Tom Cruise runs for like 25 miles and then jumps onto an elevator and it's insane. Um, it's really, really just well done. Uh, more emotional than the other ones, more, uh, a lot more intricate of a story. Um, and the character stuff I think is the best since the third one, which I thought was the kind of most strongest in terms of character stuff and just overall just a great summer movie just it's everything i want going into these mission impossible movies what i got with rogue nation what i got with ghost protocol what i got with mission impossible 3 so i think it's great my favorite of the franchise uh i would like to see it again see the movie again or see more both okay got him wow yikes um cody why don't you go ahead I liked it too. I thought it was good. Mission Impossible has never been my cup of tea, but I can appreciate a good movie when I see it. It seems like this movie is better because it actually developed story threads from the last one. Yeah. And doesn't make everything seem like it's a television episode, which I know this is based on a TV show, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's a good idea that they're doing it this way instead of making all these adventures like one shots that have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Because in reality, if something like this ever happened in the world, it'd have huge effects. So I, I think mean, it's what makes it good. I mean, they've referenced other movies in later movies. Just yeah, never, never tied, so, they never uh, tied them together. I don't know. I don't know. Cool, it's a good movie. How about you, Mason? What did you think about it? No, that was my that's my biggest uh, thing too. And another fan of Mission Impossible Fallout is apparently Harvey Weinstein caught a screening of it at a oh, Connecticut no. movie theater. So I don't that's know good. why I asked him if he wanted to come on the pod to talk about it, and he said he didn't see it. So I don't get it. What's happening? Anyways, um, <laughs> I loved it as well. I this is definitely my favorite of the of, of the series um, for so many reasons, but I think the biggest one is like what Cody said, the carrying over the villains and story because that is maybe it's just because I see you see it so little and like it doesn't really happen. I can't even remember the last time it. I guess Spectre was no, well Last Jedi I guess was the last time it happened, but even then there's so few and far between of. Uh, sequels that actually carry over the villain or villains or whatever from the previous movie. And I just think that's such a brilliant thing to do because I'm, I, I don't know about you guys. I get beat down with the, 
going movie to movie, it's like, oh, here's the new villain that we have to set up a motivation for and give him backstory and whatever, when it's just so much more fun when you take one movie to set up a villain and create a conflict, and then you kind of let it carry over and let it develop, and, you know, the you know both the plot and their relationship to the hero and all that stuff i just i can't get enough of it so i just i love that about it um and i also just loved like everybody i mean i think the action sequences are some of the best i've ever seen they're pretty much all practical and which is what makes them so great and this and um it's to me it's a better version of mad max fury road because i don't like that one very much but, you don't like anything very much. You're not a happy man. Thank you. Um, but this one, I liked it. Uh, the stash was well worth it. Um, and it just, I really don't have any complaints much at all. If I watch this again in the theater, because I don't, these movies don't really play very well at home, at least I found, but if I saw it again in the theaters, I could probably bump it up to my overall top score, just because I don't. I just don't think there's anything really wrong with this movie uh, or anything that I dislike or just don't think was wonderfully executed. Like, I think, for me, Christopher McQuarrie is the director of the year so far. I just don't think you can make this movie without make this movie exactly without being at the top of your game and just firing from all cylinders. So, um, I adored it. So, let's... So we kind of mentioned it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the cast. Mostly returning players. Uh, Tom Cruise, of course. I guess we can start with him. Uh, I was kind of nervous coming in when Kristen McQuarrie said that, you know, this movie's going to have a lot more to do with Ethan's personal life because I don't really see Ethan Hunt as a character. I just see this as a Tom Cruise stunt exhibition and just so <laughs> happens to be named Ethan Hunt. And I'm fine with that. I could really like, you really could make the argument that before this movie, he didn't really have a character. Uh, he just was pretty static and didn't really change all that much. And um, in this one, he doesn't really even change too much. It's just, we learn a little bit more about what makes him tick, but uh, I certainly think this is the best Cruz has ever been and he just continues to to raise the bar for himself and I coming into this movie Christopher McQuarrie talked about how they had an awesome stunt planned and like you know the, the stunt to end all stunts the one that they've been wanting to do forever and after seeing it I really don't know which one they're talking about because they were it's all probably either the great. helicopter chase or the halo jump yeah but like the fact that we don't immediately know that oh, this is the big stunt, or this is the big stunt. The fact that it's even up for grabs says to me that this is one of the best action movies ever made. So, um, what did you think? What did you guys think about the cruise? He's fine. He's fine? Tom Cruise is not a very good actor. No, what are you but... talking about? He's one of the best actors in the world. That's a well, very strong um, opinion. In what but, sense, Josh? I love the guy. He's one of my favorite actors. He's fine. He was okay. He's just but not like, does he disappear into a role or like, does he? I don't know. I I don't think he's a. I, like I said, he's great at being Tom Cruise, but I he hasn't really been a. I don't think a really great actor actor since Magnolia uh, maybe, or Collateral. Yeah, and have you? And he's amazing in those movies. Yeah, but those were fifteen years ago. But to be a great okay. actor, you have to do a lot of great movies and. Next up is Top Gun, so, like, I don't know. 
Okay. Anthony Hopkins has barely done anything since Sounds of the Lambs. That's noteworthy. You can tell me he's not a great actor, too. I haven't seen enough to know if he's a great actor or not. He is. <laughs> okay. He's also been in Thor, and he sucks in Thor. Mostly because Thor movies are bad. For the most part, except for that one. The last two? Huh? The last two Thor movies are awful. Sorry. Yeah, that's just. Ragnarok's a great movie. You need to stop being such a little bitch about it. <laughs> I'm telling my FBI guy. Um, I dare you. I, Top I mean, Ragnarok. We're fine. But Ragnarok's better than Black Panther, so no Tom Cruise. But he is perfect for this. Um, like I said earlier, it's just you. It's a it's a stunt exhibition, and I'm happy to see him do it. But uh, Josh, what did you think overall about Tom Cruise? Before we get into the personal life stuff, it's better. Bring my favorite actor. He's awesome in this one. Uh, shows a little shows a little more um, depth in this one. With you know mainly just because of the character stuff, but. Um, I think this is the first one where you kind of start. You're, we're starting to see Tom's age a little bit, just like he has a breaking point, um, especially towards the end of the movie. And um, I don't know if that's just him being old or his acting, but I thought that was well done too. So uh, yeah, he's great. Okay, uh, I got like I said earlier, I was a little nervous about the personal life stuff, but where they did manage to fit in the backstory it i really liked it and i liked the the how they wrote his character of yeah he and julia tried to be together for a while but whenever something bad happened they were just this unsaid sentiment between them that he could have if he was there he would have stopped it and that gave me just enough to say oh okay i'm glad that we went this route because you do understand ethan a little bit better and you do understand that character in which in ways you just kind of didn't beforehand and i really i really appreciate that um even though even if it led into a severe underuse of west bentley which made me very sad does that exist yes i like an underuse i mean i like west bentley's a good actor is he yeah he was in interstellar yeah for like a minute and hunger games yeah for like a minute and American Beauty. Yeah, for he what he was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bit didn't bit ran out, huh, Cody? Who was he in American history? In, in American whatever. American Beauty. He was the kid. Yeah, who was he? He was, the, remember, he was oh, the plastic really? bad yeah, guy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he wasn't that enough. Um, oh, I like West Bend. I've always been. A he fan. was fine. He's just. I knew I recognized the fucking guy. I just didn't know how. I was a big fan of the Cruz. Uh, I guess the next man up has got to be Henry Cavill, who so good. Oh my god, he's my favorite part of the movie. He was my favorite part of the movie. He for me, he was. I think he was the most pleasant surprise because I don't know. I don't think his acting muscles have been particularly worked out in the DCEU, um, and maybe maybe they weren't here. But he did get a chance to show his movie starness. Because uh, when you when you're in the when you're in the Superman suit, it's pretty easy as long as you're jacked up and handsome. It's easy to look like a movie star. But once you get out of it and you have to just rely on your own skills as an actor, um, then you kind of really see sort of who somebody is. Christopher Reeve never had that. Brandon Routh didn't really have that, and still doesn't. But Henry Cavill definitely has uh, 
I can be the lead in just about any movie and be awesome. That he doesn't need to fall back on Superman. And his death is uh, one of my favorite deaths in quite a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Like, I, I jumped and, like, I twisted myself and tightened up. And zoomed I know, I remember. That. It was think, great. What did I? I made a noise, didn't I? I think you like, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Something like that. I probably hit you with a yikes. We saw it together. Yeah, but it was fun. Good times. Um, in IMAX too. Treat yourself, Josh. What did you was, think of Cavill? Um, he was great. One of, he's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. He was just really charismatic, and everything he has not been in uh, the DC movies, and fun and energetic, and he does that weird fist pumping it's charged he's, thing he's reloading his fist Josh. Yeah, Give and it it, time. it's really it's really really funny and it's cool and i like it and i'm probably gonna end up doing it and looking like an idiot at some point um yeah he's great he's a great character um i really liked him his arc was kind of the exact opposite of the way i thought it was going to go going into the movie um but i really thought he was awesome um and yeah i just I was hoping to see I was as the movie was going, I was like, I hope he I hope he joins the team by the end of the movie. He's like there for the future Mission Impossible movies. And then obviously he doesn't. But, um, yeah, I loved the way he went out, too. That was an awesome. That was an awesome final fight, too. Yeah. Um, the, the, the entire third act, like the helicopter to the ground, to the fist fight, to the climbing out the rock, to the hitting him with a hook. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that whole, I just, he was great. And everything about him I thought was done really well. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, the action sequences, I think, work as well as they do, is that they just, they continue to, they just keep escalating. They keep getting better and better. And, yeah, that could maybe be tiresome, but just with the way that these are, that the sequences are directed, it just feels invigorating. And you just feel like you're, you're in it with everybody, with the characters in the movie that, you know, there's just no easy way out. Um, this, you could probably shave off 20 minutes of this movie. If you stopped the action sequences where most movies stop their action sequences, but they just take it a step further. And I love them all for that. Yeah. Like they just, they have this, they kind of got close to this in the fourth in the fifth one but never didn't go quite all the way with it. But the action scenes in the, in the movie, just they are So there's like this sense of like peril and like anyone could die at any second that I just haven't felt with. I almost felt it with the fifth one. You just, I really felt it with this one mm-hmm. that I just, it was, it was, it's really well done. So, yeah. Uh, also, uh, actually any, I, Rebecca Ferguson and Sean Harris, I've thought, Coming back were both really good. Um, yeah. Baldwin, surprise, I'm kind of bummed that he's gone because I thought he was really good um, unexpectedly. But um, did any of the supporting cast really jump out at you guys? Nope. No. I thought they were all great. thought yeah. Bing Rames were, uh, was great. Yeah. Um, thought um, Simon Pegg is awesome as always. A um, little bummed to not see Jeremy Renner back, but, you know, whatever. I'm fine with uh, that. Henry, Cap- Henry Cavill was a more than suitable replacement. Sorta better replacement. Um, Sorry, suitable. suitable. What do you better. have? What do you have? What do you have against Jeremy Renner? What did he do to you? I don't. I don't like that Hollywood tried to force Jeremy Renner on us without asking us first. But he hasn't. Yeah, he, they haven't been. He's not like what's his name. They from tried. Avatar. They tried to make him born. They tried to make him 
they tried to put him in one movie. No, I don't like that. Why? Because I don't like him. Why? I just because he's being forced upon me. Okay, well, whatever. I like him. What you get when he wins uh, Best Picture one year? That's true. He's a good actor. Um, well, then why has he been kicked out of both franchises he's been? Because he's not a leading actor. He's a good Dance supporting movie. actor. Exactly. Well, he's, oh, like, he's like, you know what? He's, you know he was great in? He, you know he was great in, Josh? What? American Hustle. Nah. The best no, movie was ever in. made. That movie wasn't very good. That movie was boring as shit, and nobody remembers it. Um, I remember it. I am somebody. He could be. Jeremy Renner could be the next John Bernthal because John Bernthal is one of the best supporting actors ever. Yeah, how about we just keep John Bernthal and Jeremy Renner can do Tag 2, Electric Boogaloo. You know, honestly, I can live without both of them. I, I don't mind Bernthal. Bernthal was good in Wolf of Wall Street. but Bernthal is um, great in everything. He's good. I just know him from Walking Dead, and I didn't like him in Walking Dead. He's the best part of the first two seasons. No, the first. Yes. There's nothing good about the second season. First yes, of all, the second season is better than the first. Are you fucking joking? No. I I actually think season seven of The West Wing is really good. It is. Is that the one with the presidential election? Yeah, that one's really good. Um, season two is better. I gotta say, no, though, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it other is. than the action, on a technical level, my favorite thing about this has got to be the cinematography. Beautiful. Uh, Rob Hardy, Rob Hardy shot this, who also was behind the camera for such films as Ex Machina and Annihilation. And that's kind of it. But those movies by themselves are awesome. And I just this is a movie that like every other every now and again, a movie just looks like it's the cinematographer and the director just kind of sat down. They're like, well, how do we want this movie to look? And the director says, I want this movie to look cool. And they're like, okay, so we're going to make it dark and we're going to kind of not have much color and then it's going to look cool, right? Like Girl on the Train. You guys remember that? Not really. That movie yes, tried yeah. so hard to look cool and like have a like thrillery kind of look to it. And this movie kind of has the same thing. There's really not much colors and things are, the picture's a little desaturated, but it actually does look cool. And I don't know what, the differences between that and this maybe it's just more expensive cameras or lenses or whatever um i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to that kind of stuff but rob hardy shot this really well and it looked cool it looked really cool um the imax sequence or sequences especially i were excellent um i didn't notice imax any imax camera use until the last uh until the helicopter chase did i miss any cody I mean, I don't know. I only noticed that the aspect ratio changed when they were in the cabin at the end. Right. That was the only time I noticed that happening. Yeah, but were they using like the other sequences? I can't remember. I think so. Maybe. So, Josh. Yeah. You saw this in 2D, like the pleb that you are, correct? Yeah. Okay. Did you notice, other than the final helicopter chase, any changes in aspect ratio? Uh, no. Okay. So that was the only IMAX scene. Well, I didn't, I didn't notice it in any scene. Okay. So but did the, was, did the helicopter, did the helicopter chase look nicer at all? Like when, really. he, like the shots when Henry Cavill was just sitting in the helicopter? <laughs> no. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to see. I, to I see the point out. you're trying to prove, but it's no. I know. I'm, I'm not trying to prove a point. I'm just trying to. I just don't know how many she- scenes were in IMAX. So I didn't know until the you end. You can't. It's it's re-optimized for um, 
mean like regular standard theaters. So I'm not going to be able to tell unless I see it in an IMAX. Well, if it looks a little nicer, then maybe it will. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm asking the question. I'm being the journalist. No, no, no. no. Don't step on my face. I I, I'll step on whatever I want. Fair. Um, let's see. What else did I... Uh, well, I guess let's figure it out. What's your favorite sequence, you guys? I have one that's going to knock your socks off. But I want to go last. Okay. Um, I think either the halo jump or the bathroom fight sequence. Oh, my, my God. Yeah. That bathroom fight was pretty... It was funny, too. Had some jokes. Yeah. However, I do have to say one big negative about this movie, that there are no pop culture references. <laughs> which I was really upset about, because as we all know, pop culture references make things good. Yep. Just didn't have any Love them. Yeah. It needed, like, 20 more of them. Yeah. They should have had a shining scene. It would have been better than regular ones. No. No. Josh, what was your favorite scene from the movie? Um, this doesn't have to be action. It can be anything. You said sequence, not scene. You Fine. Sequence. It's the same thing. Um, human centipede final sequence is my favorite sequence. Um, <laughs> I just don't know why Tom Cruise insisted to be in the middle. That was just weird. <laughs> no, it got to be in the middle. Um, my, it's probably, I mean... Is it a cheat to say the entire third act? <laughs> because yep. pretty much well, everything. Well, you could say the cutting between the helicopter and the cabin, sure. Because whatever. everything from the moment Michelle Monaghan, who I love and is awesome in this, shows up to the very end of the movie is like a hundred, like just perfection to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the helicopter chase slash final confrontation, if you will. But yeah, just the, the whole helicopter chase. Okay. Um, when he was when he tried to drop the thing on top of them. I was like so excited because I just wanted to see what happened, and then he missed. But yeah. that does that that whole chase was it topped the motorcycle chase from yeah. five for me. So. All right, mine's a weird one, so bear with me here. Uh, it's either it's t- it's a tie uh, between two things. First is the uh, the Zenu monologue, and when Ethan gets <laughs> his Deaton levels taken, that was a pretty fun scene. <laughs> Um, no, uh, God, Scientology is so stupid. I so said it. St- I'm going to take that stance right now. I, I, rumor has it that there are street Scientologists that like try to get you to sign up in New York, and I'm absolutely 100% going to do it and just see how far I can go because that just sounds like fun to me. But, no, my actual favorite sequence, it's you guys are gonna, probably going to hate it, is the right after they get, they recapture Solomon Lane and they go into that garage and they just happen to open the garage, and there's a cop standing right Oh, the right part there. with the cop? Yeah, that's cool. That is just a moment. It's such a tiny moment that I, most movies would just, you'd get in the car and you'd leave. But it was just a perfect little moment to create so much drama and really show off Ethan as a character and show and the rest of them are kind of, like, impatient to get going. He's just tr- pleading with this cop to just walk away before something bad happens. And then ultimately something bad does happen, and then he, you know, he just mows down those guys in like five seconds you really don't get to one of the things i like about mission impossible is that um a lot of the problems that they run into could be solved with a big gunfight but they just don't do that very often but so when they do it makes it gives it all the more impact and um for me that sequence was just 
it was beautiful. It was a good character moment, and it was a really exhilarating action sequence because he just mowed those guys down. And I just thought it was such a perfect Ethan Hunt kind of moment that ru- ruthless when necessary and sympathetic always. So um, either that or there was seeing Wolf Blitzer in a glorified cameo. That was also pretty great. I could yes, go. I could go um, for more more Blitzer personally, but um, all right. Any further likes or dislikes, fellas? Um, um, I also uh, I also really love the score. Yeah, um, yeah, good score, good. really good score. Yep. Uh, anything else, Cody? Don't know. I just I did really like the entire movie, but I have a suggestion on how it could be better if you want to wait for that. With pop culture references? Not that. This okay. is a serious one. No, go for it. What do you think? I think it would have been really, really interesting, and they could have created a lot more drama if they failed at the very beginning. I mean, they actually failed and the nukes went off. Oh, yeah. I think that would have been really cool. Hmm. And then that would have changed the world forever that they could keep referring back to it. But, I mean, I liked the movie. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah, that would have been cool because you're not used to these guys ever failing. That's true. And I think it would be a pretty interesting uh, subversion of expectations. I'm sure that conversation happened at some point along the process of what if they do fail? Like, no. Well, I wish they uh, listened to it. Okay. Uh, final question before we get into grades. Movie, film, or content? Josh. <laughs> I hate you so much. So I'll put you down for content? Alright. Oh my god. Content it is. That's too bad. Uh, I'm gonna go movie. Cody. Yeah, it's, it's on the bridge between movie and film, but yeah. it's a movie. Yeah, a lot of action people can really enjoy. Alright, grade. Cody, go for it. Nine... I'll take it a step further, nine and a half. Almost, it's close to perfect. It probably will be if I go see it again. Uh, Josh, what about you? Or I'm emoji? gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, the emoji with the big jaw open and its eyes really wide. They're gonna have to send that to me because I can't think of it. What? How about I'll put you down for the cat with hard eyes for the time being. No, I never yeah. put me down for the cat with anything. Cat with hard eyes. All right, that's in. Boom. <laughs> Watching, reading, listening to fellas. Josh, why don't you start us off? Um, what did I watch, read, or listen to lately? You go first because I need to think. Uh, okay, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Amazing, Mama. euphoric, uh, wholesome, beautiful, poetic. Sexual? A little bit. Poetic for certain. Um, lore building. Uh, machine washable. <laughs> content. Content. No, not content. Film. Oh dear. Film. That is a f- f- film. It, no, it. I, in all seriousness, it is a Paddington Two level of just unadulterated sweetness, and it's with some of the greatest tunes this side of Mozart. Um, you just you can't go wrong with Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Um, I loved it. I expected to love it. Uh, I'll probably watch it more than almost any movie I've seen this year so far, which really says something about who I am because I've seen I Love Dogs film and <laughs> other things. So 
I don't know. I adored it. Uh, highly recommend it to anybody who's uh, a suburban middle-aged mother or just really wants to be like me. And um, yeah, Josh, you ready? Yeah, two movies I saw. Like actually, I saw them a couple of weeks ago. Yes, but um, I never. I don't think I talked about them here. One was Love Simon. Ah, proof which you have, is you have semi-good taste. Good. Yeah, uh, one one of my favorite movies of the year. Loved it. Uh, really, really great. Um, just a really well done, well written story. Um, I think it's based on a book, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, great characters uh, and just really emotional, powerful stuff. Um, and definitely kind of a I don't know if I'd say eye opening, but like um, just a good, well, well needed, uh, a much needed kind of mainstream movie for that demographic um and i thought it was great um the other movie i saw that i didn't like as much that you uh, lost your shit over um i thought was good was paddington 2 well you're wrong Uh, about that so that's well it's you know it's my opinion it's wonderful Um, it's good it's cute it's a fun little family film i like the first one more both of them are just solid family films that i will probably never watch again i agree so much but they're but they are better. Two is excellent. They're both good. I don't get what the big Paddington deal is. Two is like excellent. They're better than the most. They're better than any American family film in the last decade, which isn't saying much. So, but question for are. you, follow up question: Why do you hate America? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's the, the president, president, obviously. Yeah, sure. Who's the president again? Dolan Trumbull. Mm. I had a fun uh, experience. A little while ago, I was at a family event, and um, you know the, how you're not supposed to talk about politics with your family. Well, that's, yeah, I never, I never do that. That's a rule so. I completely ignore. And why? I don't know. I like it's. it's, why, it's kind why do you of fun. hate your life? It's not. It's fun. It's it's kind of fun to make people a little bit uncomfortable and not sure what you're going to say next. And I was feeling in a, I was in a playful mood, so I decided to mess with people a little bit. So. Kind of got into it with people who I don't know how they voted, I don't know how they feel, but I just kind of did my did my bit, and I I thought it was funny. I could care less if anybody else thought it would fun it was funny, but if I think it's funny, then it's worth doing or saying. So <laughs> sociopath, I don't know, maybe I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, anything else, Josh? Uh, no, just those two. Good, very good. I thought you saw something else. When are you going to see Thoroughbreds, goddammit? Uh, you know what? I'll see that. Maybe I'll rent that tonight. You better. If you don't like it, don't bother. Just take yourself off the groove text because that's the I'm, final straw. If I'm you seeing, don't like that movie, I'll, I will. You know what? I'll watch, that. I'll watch that tonight, and I'm seeing Blind Spotting tomorrow. So. Why? I, I saw a trailer really Blind Spotting. Blind Spotting. I didn't think it looked particularly good. It looks good. great, and it has great reviews. Eh, I don't know. I wasn't and feeling it. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna abuse Movie Pass until I get rid of them in a couple of days. So, mm. look good. I don't know. Let me know how it is. I mean, if it's really good, then maybe I'll check it out too. I don't know. Unless Eighth Grade eventually gets released, which doesn't seem like it's gonna happen in my theater. So, oh, I'm stoked. I'm gonna go see that on Friday. Yeah, I think it's wide this Friday. Is it? Okay, maybe I'll I'm see pretty it. Pretty sure. Before. I'll, I'll wait until I want to see, see that, that and leave no trace. I think is what it's called. Mm. It's another one of those movies about guys fucking around in the woods. So yeah, I can't do that. Sorry. I'm right in. 
I've I've seen one of when was the last time I saw one of those? Does Annihilation count as a people digging around the woods movie? No, not really. Blair okay. Witch? No. No, last wasn't the last one Wilder People? Probably. I'm s I just can't that and putting together a team cinema is just just kills me. I'm I don't, sorry you hate friendship so much. I don't know what it ever did to you. But it's kinda sad. You just peeled back a couple of layers, Cody. Shit. <laughs> Ooh, I got I got some thinking to do. Wow. All right. Uh, what about what about you, Code? Uh, please never call me that again. Code Red, short for Red. Um, First name Code, last name Red. I've been this summer. I show movies to my class. Yes. Military history through film. So I don't know if I talked about Flyboys or not last week. I think I might have. You, yeah, you, you said, said that you saw were like midway two through it. Oh yeah, I finished it. It's not a very good movie. Thanks. Um. But there's a great No Man's Land sequence in it, so... Nice. And it complements that scene from Wonder Woman really well, which I showed directly after the movie ended. Um, and this week, I've been watching Dunkirk, and I forgot how great of a movie that was, because from the second it starts, it's basically a non-stop ride that gets my heart going. Mm-hmm. You should watch again, if you haven't seen it in a while. I saw it towards the end of last year so i'm good for a while when is nolan gonna announce his next movie though damn it it's been a year no it's been Probably a year guys i hope it's dunkirk too like he announced interstellar i think right when dark Knight rise was coming out on blu-ray so like chop chop baby hurry up i need to know i gots to know i have a villain who just needs to hurry up and get working on dune i don't care, I care about, about. Dune. why should i care about dune because it's villain, because it's Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, that's why all should I, I care, care about. about that franchise? What is it? Uh, I don't, it's not a franchise. It's a two-part it's like movie. The greatest, uh, one of the greatest sci-fi uh, franchises books ever written. Yeah, but why is he getting Timothy Chalamet? I hate him. I don't know. Why he's not? Just a tweak. I don't know. Because he's a good actor. Don't he's like not. Timothy. I don't he like is. his acting style. He's, he's a good actor. He's just all pale and throat voicey. It's just uh, it doesn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Peaches, God. He's good. I don't think so. And I don't like the desert. The desert is a big turnoff for me. So you, you don't you don't like the Force Awakens? No, that not all of that takes place on a desert. Only some of it. Like Mad Max was all desert. And this looks like it's so going to be half is on ninety percent desert. I know that's why it's a great movie. Yeah. One of the best movies ever. No. Yeah. Mamma Mia Two is better than Mad Max Fury Road. No, it's by not. far. Shut your mouth. By far. Mamma Mia 2 is a film. Those are two wildly different movies. No, they're not. Widely different yeah, in the fact that one's one good them, and one's not. One of them's not. good and one of them's Mamma Mia 2. Because uh, it's them, great. One's an action movie one's a musical. Guys, come on. Let's stop being so mean to each other all the time. Mamma Mia 2 is better than any are you movie new that's here? ever been made. No, I'm just Josh sick of sucks. <laughs> Got him. Did you hear that, Cody? I'm crying. Nice. Well... That'll do it. Uh, we're in August tomorrow, right? Yep. Very fun. Uh, one day closer to demise. Our both our personal and uh, geopolitical demises. Listen, so. you shouldn't say that you'll get fired from this podcast if you make a joke about that. You can't. You have no fire. You have no termination powers over me, Cody. Josh does. Was, he just doesn't know how to use them. We could just, we could just stop. That was, up to that, that was a. That was a bit. You should have played along with it. Why didn't you yes and it? 
You're really bad at improv, dude. All right, improv scene, Like you never Cody. even saw Don't Think Twice. I just walked into the doctor's office. There's a lump on my neck. Go. Yes, and it's cancer, so I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't just jump right into that. Then it's done. It's over. The stakes are gone. The stakes are gone. <laughs> They're gone, man. And, and now you die. Yeah, exactly. Boom. That's not an improv. That's just ha- that's life. That just happens. You see, in life, is that's funny. all. That's all life is. Just a big improv. Yeah, obviously. That's why I'm so bad at it. Adam. Ah! Cool. But. I mean. Uh. All right. Well. Fun times. Good to talk about some lighthearted things, such as a company falling to shreds and a director being fired for making pedophilic jokes ten years ago. Giving way to the alt-right and their current attempt to reshape American discourse, especially when it comes to the media. And Mission Impossible. Cancer, too, right at the end. Fun times. Yeah. Really covered the gambit of just awful and three awful things and one excellent thing. So, uh, until next time, you can follow us at underscore railflix on the Twitter. Leave us an iTunes review. Maybe we'll read it if it's nice. If it's not, we will ridicule it behind your back. Maybe not even. Not even behind your back. We'll do it on the podcast. Do it on air, but hopefully not. Don't make it come to that. Just give us five stars and let it be. Uh, (laughs) Or you can write us in uh, realflixpodcast at gmail.com. I should probably look at that. It's due. But uh, until next time, Josh, Cody, take it easy and make good choices. Just enjoy. Enjoy the, the waning days of the movie Pass Republic. Oh, this is sad. R.I.P. Movie Pass. Hold on. Hardly uh, knew you. Pitch. Aaron Sorkin scripted behind the scenes drama of Movie Pass. Yes or no? Yes. Josh. So a remake of Titanic. Jeff Dan- Written by Aaron Sorkin. Jeff Daniels plays Mitch Lowe. <laughs> John Travolta plays Gotti, just because. I don't know. I want that, though. All right, see you guys. Later. Going on your knees